I'm like, let's talk about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> let's talk about Medicare for all. This is an associate. We are not CEOs. We are associates. That's what we Hello and welcome to this episode of And Associates. I'm one of your hosts, Preston Everlin, along with... Your favorite host, Carson. (laughs) And we are here the week after Inauguration Day, uh, or Inauguration Week, I don't know, uh, living it up in a whole new America. (laughs) This is a a brand new America where communism reigns. Uh, Everyone has to give all their goods to the government the government will be i already do (laughs) perfect the government will be disseminating everything um and that is where we live now hashtag communism is alive and well (laughs) (laughs) oh my god with that uh we do want to remind everyone to subscribe rate and review us on the apple podcast store um but carson what corrections do you have okay so um last week our last episode we talked about dr king um and i just wanted to reiterate i i corrected it mid-episode but i just really wanted to get my point across that his title is doctor, so we should call him Dr. King, and I did not do that um, consistently or every single time, and for that, mm-hmm. I apologize, Dr. King. <laughs> um, and I would, I, I, I'll just echo that correction that I definitely didn't uh, always use his proper title, so uh, yes, correction across the board uh, for Andy Associates on his, um, his title. Um, and I have I have one other one. Oh, I get yeah. You can I guess you can have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, in the episode, we said that he was arrested August twelfth, but I'm pretty sure it was April twelfth. Oh um, yeah. Before. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's. So he was arrested after he wrote the letter in our episode. (laughs) I think I also said April, what was it, 15th or 14th? April 16th, yeah. yeah. For when the letter was. So he wrote the letter, then he was arrested. (laughs) He wrote the letter from jail as a prophet. He's like, I know I'm going to get arrested and be in jail. So letter from a Birmingham jail. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Good correction, Carson. (laughs) Oh my god. It's like our first substantive correction. <laughs> it really it, you know what? That's fair. Um which actually I I have a correction along those same lines uh with Claudette Colvin. So I watched the um uh, <laughs> drunk history episode um that you had mentioned in it because I I thought mm-hmm. I had watched it before but then I looked it up and I I apparently hadn't and so I watched it. Um and I I I I said that she was pregnant um when she was arrested and i'm not sure that was accurate so this is me coming with a half correction because i'm i'm so it i she was pregnant at the time of the case happening yeah not her being arrested so um and and that that may also be wrong (laughs) no i'm pretty sure i'm i'm pretty sure you're correct because i sat in on a presentation after we spoke on that and the same the same details were mentioned that she's okay. pregnant after right. um, sitting on the bus. Right. So w- w- yeah. Good correction. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> this is great. Real corrections. Um, and then just not a correction, but um, if you missed it, our little conversation from last week was not a little conversation because it was uh, the rest of the Upostic interview. And if you have not uh, listened to that. I would highly recommend uh, listening to uh, Dr. Robert Postick's uh, takes on U.S. democracy and such. Um, with that, Carson, shall we go into the weekly wrangle? Yeah, let's go. Perfect. Would you play us in? <laughs> or was that you playing <laughs> us in? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just like, yes, let's begin. <laughs> here we go on the weekly wrangle. Here we go on the weekly wrangle. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Zero to 100. <laughs> Literally. Um, so this week we will be talking about one of the dimensions of wellness because um, if you remember in season one we mentioned that we would be bringing those in throughout season two and just throughout the rest of um, and Associates lifespan, however long that is. Um, and so this week, uh, Carson, which um, dimension are we talking about? Let's get physical, physical. <laughs> Perfect. And so uh, with physical wellness, um, again, we're going to be using the same source, uh, Northwestern uh, University's uh, definitions for the eight dimensions. And their definition for physical wellness is physical wellness consists of recognizing the need for physical activity, healthy foods and sleep, as well as preventing illness and injury or managing chronic health conditions. Um, so that's a lot, obviously. Um, and I think a lot of the times when we think about wellness, uh, Carson, I think we in instinctively go to physical wellness, right? Um, because like, if there's an, an issue with our with our body or whatever, like instinctively we go to the doctor. And you know, one of the things when you uh, have an annual checkup, they call it a physical. Um, and I think that's very purposeful. Uh, not, not speaking as a doctor. <laughs> um, but uh, what, what uh, are your initial thoughts about uh, physical wellness and what that means um, in our lives, for our lives, and uh, with our lives? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I think it means we're dead. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I think that I want to point out that you're talking, you're talking about an annual checkup and getting a physical and um, going instinctively, I think you said, going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's where we could be or should be. Um, and mind you, like our, our target audience and our main audience is like 23 to 27. So we're, you know, out of college, we're adulting, trying to, um, and we're learning like what it means to be an adult. And I think one of the things that some people actually have to learn is that it is important to do that, to go to the doctor once a year at least and get an annual checkup that's like a physical. And, um, and then when you do feel um sick than to check in with your doctor mm -hmm. um and the reason that i'm saying this is because i know a lot of people our age don't do that mm -hmm. they stop going to the doctor when they stop playing team sports um to get that physical that you have to get for team sports right or you know when they move out of their parents house or whoever they grew up with um they they stop going to the doctor um mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we continue going so that at the very minimum, like at the very least, you have a baseline yeah. of like what your health is, what your blood work is, what your um, regular vitals and statistics are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and to that point, Carson, do you um, do you get a physical every every year? And if so, like how long have you been doing that? And um... Wouldn't it be hilarious if I was like, no? <laughs> I mean, it would be. <laughs> I'm like, you need to go to the doctor. I don't, but you need to. Um, yeah, so it's a lesson that I learned um, because I stopped going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, go to the doctor as an adult. There's nothing what? wrong with me. I'm fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um so it took me a few years to realize that that was something I needed to do. But um, for the past couple of years, I have been going annually to my doctor and it makes it really um, nice. It was weird because I went to the same doctor for my whole life. Mm. Um, and I, I, I think that that's 
that creates a relationship and a sense of trust and everything. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, move to a new area and figure out like how to find a doctor, how to find like who accepts patients and, Mm -hmm. um, all of these, like think about what kind of a doctor I wanted, what was important to me, if they were actually like an MD or a DO or my primary care physician, my PCP is, um, I think she's uh, like a physician's assistant mm. or I, f- I forget her credentials. The, she's not um, titled as a doctor, though. I'm almost positive. Gotcha. Um, and that wasn't as important to me. More important to me was that she was a woman. Mm. Nice. Um, interesting. So how long how long have you had her as your PCP? <laughs> um, we just get into all these HIPAA violations. How long have uh, and what's your social security number, uh, Carson? <laughs> and we should um, note that um, at any point during this conversation, if either of us gets uncomfortable, we will immediately be shifting the conversation um, back to something else. So, Carson, feel free to shift it if that uh, question is a bit too much. <laughs> I I don't have an. Uh, I honestly don't have like an actual answer for you other than like it's been a couple of years. I don't okay. know. I'm sure I could log into my account <laughs> and find out. That's funny. Um, but do you go do you go to the doctor every year? Um, okay, so my <laughs> I uh, Oh boy. <laughs> so this lesson is for you, Preston. <laughs> Pretty much. Um well no, so what so I went to my pediatrician, um Basically until I was like 19 or 20. So well, was, that's fine. That's okay. Okay. So it was like the first or second year of college. And then after that, I just went to like the health center at college. But like I didn't get like a physical done. It was just like if I needed medicine or whatever, I would just go there because, you know, it was already covered by all the fees that I paid or whatever. Um, and then once I graduated from undergrad, I was like, oh, I should find like a primary health um, physician or whatever, because like, that's what, that's what people do. Um, and so I was still on my parents' insurance at the time. And like, I found a place that I thought was in network because it said it was in network. And when I called, they were like, yes, we're in network. Um, and so I went, uh, and just got a basic physical done with the basic blood work and all that stuff. And, um, I, 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 like, when, (laughs) I went to like the front and like to sign in and showed the insurance card and they're like, okay, yeah, you're good. And I was like, so I'm covered. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, great. Um, and then I, uh, got back with that. It was a nurse, nurse practitioner, which is, was what I was seeing uh, at this place that I went. Um, and, um, she was like, so why are you here? And I was like, just doing a, you know, a physical because that's what you're supposed to do. Like once you start being an adult and I was what, 22 at the time. Um, and she was like, okay, do you want to do blood work? I was like, sure. And she was like, um, okay, well we'll do like all the blood work. And I was like, wait, is like all that covered by insurance or like, am I going to have to pay for it? And she was like, oh, um, yeah, no, you're covered. And I was like, okay, perfect. Um, and anyway, this is all to say that I got all this done and stuff at this place um, that I thought was covered, that was in, that I thought was in network. Turns out only some of the doctors at the place were in network and only some of the procedures were in network at that place. And I ended up getting a bill for about $1,200. Um, and no. that was my first experience with, um, uh, <laughs> with, with medical things and I was like but I have insurance <laughs> and so I like uh called the um insurance company I called the pl- and they were like yeah that place is in our network um uh, and so like they covered some of the costs and stuff anyway this is all just to say that because of that experience I went um basically five years without or f- I guess four years without um <laughs> oh, no. a PCP because I was like uh I'm stressed out and I don't understand. So this is, this was me realizing that, um, the, once I got on my, my, my own insurance for, through work or whatever, um, I then like went through my insurance to find a place. And, um, what was important 
for me, so you said like for you, it was important that it was a female doctor. What was more important to me was not that it was a female or male. It was just that it was someone um, that like I could just talk to about like anything. <laughs> so I was just like, I just need to find like a nice little like family physician place that like if I have like an issue or something that comes up, like I can talk to them. And um, anyway, this is all to say that. So about two years ago, I found a PCP. And for the past two years, I have um, gotten physicals now. And funny enough, like I, I had the initial um, thing with my my um, my female doctor, who is my uh, main PCP. But then this last year, uh, she was booked for like a month and a half out. And I was like, Jesus, she is popular. Uh, but then they were like, so you can either see a nurse, pra or they were like, you can see a nurse practitioner if you want. And I was like, that's fine. Like everyone in the office is super nice. But um, they're like, oh wait, no, one of the other doctors is available <laughs> like in like two days. And I was like, okay, well let's go see him. Um, and so like he's become kind of like my, I don't know, secondary primary pro provider or secondary um <laughs> Wait, what's your SCP? Care? Yeah, my yeah, um, <laughs> because uh, so I had so um, uh, anyway, yeah. So I had uh, so now I've seen both of them one time only, like in terms of. So I'm like, is she still my primary care provider, even though I've only seen her once? But she's the one that's like on everything. But like him, I've seen once as well but also for um not just a physical which I don't know if you're ready to get into that but um anyway that is yeah oh no go ahead what <laughs> so anyway so this is all to say that if if you have insurance and if you're planning on getting a uh you know PCP go through your insurance and like make sure that the place is <laughs> in network or you might end up paying twelve hundred dollars in lab fees and an office visit um for a place uh that continuously said yes we're in network uh even though they were not <laughs> i love that i asked you basically a yes or no question <laughs> <laughs> and that's what came from it yep that's um yep I actually had a really similar experience, though. Yeah. So I feel like what you're sharing is just like nuggets of gold because like, hello, if you're a healthcare place and you see like a 23 year old ish <laughs> walk into your place and you know we're 23 because you have all of our information, like, you literally ask us our date of birth. Yep. Um, don't put us through any procedures that are going to cost money no. because we don't have it. Even if we're still on like our parents' insurance, we're at that point where we've been cut off from our parents. <laughs> so we're expected to pay for this shit. Yep. But we have like decent insurance that sometimes covers things. Um, I'm, I'm like not even kidding. I had like the same thing where I got, I was like getting really sick. So I went in to get blood work done and I was like, uh, is this going to cost me any money? Uh, n well, no, like you have good insurance, like it'll be fine. And that's, <laughs> that's when I learned about co-pays and deductibles because it was in January and they're like, oh, well, uh, you haven't like met your deductible yet. So you have to pay like $250. And I was like, I have, I make minimum wage. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yep. Um, so, yeah, I love that we had the same experience and I, for United States healthcare. I mean, so it's one of those things that, like, should not... Okay, I, I'm going to say something and then I'm going to immediately correct what I'm going to say because what I want to say is it's something that, like, I feel like all of us have to go through to um, then understand the healthcare system and, and like, understand um, the system that we're living in. That being said, it should not be a system that is that confusing that you have to stumble mm -hmm. your way through it to receive medical care. 
Um, and, exactly. Um, so real quick, I, I just want to shift back before we get into a healthcare discussion versus the physical wellness uh, discussion because that's it's not really the discussion we want to be having. I'm like, let's talk about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> let's talk about Medicare for all. Um, but what I what I want to go back to with the physical um, dimension of of wellness is um, a set of goals. And with that, it will touch on our healthcare because I, I, I have a little story I want to tell you all, other than the story I already told you about my um, awful experience with the healthcare system. But I want to tell you about a good experience I had with the healthcare system. But in terms of that, I first want to talk about some goals. So some of the goals um, are to, one, understand how and, how and why your body works. So, um, you know, that's, that's almost like one of the reasons we're talking about, like getting a physical done and, and that sort of thing. And also like, you know, why, why do you, uh, uh, go to the restroom? Why do you, um, walk? How do you walk? How do you stand? <laughs> I'm so, Profound thoughts. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> And um, so then another goal is to feel comfortable with your physical appearance, 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 mm. um, which definitely is in the uh, physical dimension. But I mean, I, I think that could also go. Um, and I mean, we've talked about how all the dimensions are intertwined. That also goes with like the mental dimension and uh, whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Third goal here is make informed choices about your body and sexuality. Uh, it's important. Yeah. Uh, feel competent at physical activities um, develop well-balanced and healthy eating habits (laughs) sorry Um, (laughs) some of working on that one (laughs) some of these I'm like on a scale from zero to um, ten some of these I'm like okay uh, I'm good like okay I feel pretty good like um uh, so, so I, did I already read develop well-balanced and healthy eating habits? Is that the one I that's just That's what read? you just read okay, that's and cracked up at. That's what I thought. Because, sorry, I was like, looking at that one, I was like, well, I have a solid two at that one, uh, two out of 10. But then at the next one, become a reasonable, excuse me, <laughs> reasonable, become a responsible <laughs> drinker or a non-drinker. And I'm like, oh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> so it's talk about that well balanced i'm just well balanced in that way um become aware of how a lack of sleep stress and non-activity affect your body um uh, so important so important mm-hmm. again that's intertwining with the mental and spiritual um dimensions um vocational sleep um Become aware of how food, beverages, drugs, chemicals, additives, (laughs) I wanted to say addictives, and I was like, that's not the word, additives, and caffeine (laughs) affect your body. So, um, uh, yeah, Uh, engage in regular movement to improve flexibility, strength, aerobic, and cardiovascular health. Develop and cultivate leisure activities. Seek medical care when needed for illness, injury, and preventative care. Um, so some of these we've already talked about, but Carson, what, mm-hmm. ha, ha, in terms of these goals and stuff, how, how do you feel, um, you're, you're meeting some of these and are there any that immediately like popped out in terms of, um, your life? Yeah. Can I, can I clarify quickly though? Is this your list of goals for you in physical wellness or it's the curated list from the website? It's the curated list from the website. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, good, I just wanted to sorry, make sure. Sorry. Good, good, uh, good clarification on the fly there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I think, I feel like starting with the first one, understanding how and why your body works is really important to me mm-hmm. because I think that there are a lot of things out of um, fear of awkwardness, maybe, um, that just aren't addressed in school or sex ed or health or anything where they would address these things, leaving me as an adult not understanding a lot about the female body, which is 
really problematic. And also a considerable amount about the male body, which isn't as problematic like right now, but um, you know, in the future I could have a child who mm-hmm. is male or something, and then I have a shit ton to learn, like <laughs> um basically starting at ground zero. <laughs> Um, but, um, I guess I don't know how to remedy that. Like if it's something that like schools can fix, um, or if people just need to individually like take on this interest and be more interested in understanding because the science is there, Mm -hmm. um, and the, the information is there. Like once I start getting into it, so like, for example, there are a lot of things that I learned about, like, the menstrual cycle um, that I just, <laughs> you're, like, you're instantly uncomfortable, I can tell. Um, watch me. Ready? <laughs> period. 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 I menstruate. I'm a woman. Uh, I have a period. Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the thing, too, is, like, no one talks about it, and mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I'll talk about it, like, it happens to me. For some people, like, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen regularly. And that's okay, too. Like, maybe. Um, you you want to make sure that, like, everything is okay with your doctor. But right. um, that does happen. But there are just so many things with, the like, the hormone levels that change week to week. So uh, a, a, woman, a woman's body, a, a person who menstruates um, has, like, this four-week cycle and everything changes like week to week and it just is crazy to me there's just so much Mm -hmm. that I've learned about that and about like ovulation and all these different things and you don't maybe need to go like in depth as a 12 year old into all of these things but I had no idea let me tell you like oh my god okay so that was that's that's why that first point stood out to me what about you um Yeah, no, that's so interesting to me that you, like, brought up the school aspect and stuff. Um, Because, I mean, we we talked about this last week, right, about education being so localized. So Mm -hmm. um, did you have health classes and stuff growing up? Okay. Now now it's my turn to tell a story. Yay! (laughs) Um, So I'll short answer you, yes. But now let me get into it. In eighth grade at public school, they um, sat us down and had someone come in. I don't even remember who it was, if it was someone from, like, the health department or something. Mm -hmm. And they basically put a bunch of pictures up on a PowerPoint slide. And they were very, very, like, grotesque, very graphic um, pictures of, like, STDs. But not even, like, super common STDs. Like, just, like the worst like most uncommon stds you could ever imagine that present like the most terrible picture of male and female genitalia um so they were trying to terrify us Mm -hmm. um and then at the end of the presentation they handed out atm cards abstinence till marriage oh i thought at a public school (laughs) no no, they had us sign abstinence till marriage cards <laughs> at a public school. Oh my god. Um so so yes, we had um different aspects of like sex ed and health and where we learned about like periods and um I don't know what boys learn about. So- That's the thing too, is they separate boys and girls for the the like first talk. And I'm like, Wait, I don't know wh- what boys learn was about. Was that in eighth grade? Mm, I, I've had several over the years, um, and a lot of the times, up until 10th grade health, actual health class, mm-hmm. we were pretty much consistently separated from the boys. Gotcha. And how, how many, like, health classes, like, full, like, year classes did you have in school? None. No full year health classes. Really? We had one semester of health that we were required to take. And it was, and so that's like three or four months. And it was taught by um, someone who is not passionate about teaching health. <laughs> wow. Super, super, super nice guy. No, like, I'm Super sure, nice I'm, guy. Yeah. Uh, like, awesome. But 
he just was not passionate about teaching health to high schoolers. And, like, wow. who would be? <laughs> I don't know, but... I, um, uh, wow. Our, see, what? again, our experiences are just so drastic. Look, uh, uh, okay, so I went to, you know, um, public school here in, here in Columbus, and I, I, I vividly remember having a health class... Um, starting in sixth grade every every year until 10th grade um and oh wow um we did have the puberty talk in fifth grade i remember that vividly because they did separate boys and girls and like they gave you a deodorant and that sort of thing um and they were like starting in middle school get ready um and like they just told you the basics but then in eighth grade we had the sex ed talk where it was very similar we had an outside person come in our outside person i vividly remember was from ohio state but much different to your experience was this person <laughs> came and it was basically like a couple of weeks. Every week she would come and talk about a different topic. So she would talk about STDs one week and just talk about them and like go through them and like what. Mm-hmm. But then she would also talk about like male and female stuff. And like boys and girls were all together for this. Again, we were in eighth grade. We were quote unquote mature at that time. Um <laughs> But I vividly remember at the end of each session, she would let us, like, write down any questions we had on note cards. So no one knew, like, what questions, who who was asking what questions, because everyone would turn in the note cards, and our health teacher would be the one collecting them. And so, like, there was that privacy aspect, um, and she would just answer answer all the questions. Um, And... uh, The reason I, (laughs) I bring this up, because the way that they ended our class was with her opening up a condom and and putting it on her hand and what? arm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And her vividly, I remember her vividly <laughs> saying, so don't let anyone tell you they're too big because I can literally put it on my oh arm. Oh, my God. And I was like, get it, girl. I mean, she just, she just, she literally, because, and, 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 and I, I. Can you stop making the motion? Sorry, I just, the way, okay. <laughs> Clearly, you never had this class. Um, but, uh, I mean, I do remember, like, there was a waiver that we had to get our parents assigned to take this class or whatever. But, I mean, I don't remember anyone not taking it. Um, but I also remember, like, uh. I, I like I I don't think at the time I had a sense of like the respect I had for my school and for my district for like having this outside person come in and talk about but like that I mean that talking about safe sex and stuff like that was um or is somewhat you know of a crazy topic in some some districts or some areas uh but it's again it just gets to the difference between like the education in one localized mm-hmm. part of Ohio versus one other localized part in Ohio um because literally yeah. as you were describing i had like the direct opposite of what you experienced um because like other than 5th grade where they separated boys and girls like every other health class i had and stuff like was we were all together and like we would go through the book and like we would talk about physical activity and stuff and um it was always paired with uh gym class too or phys ed uh which right which weird <laughs> which i was like rude uh, <laughs> you want me to <laughs> run no thanks um but no i i remember um vividly like my my eighth grade uh teacher shout out to him because he definitely, like, he used to, he was, uh, I think he was a, a, a person that, like, was retired from, because he was a high school um, football coach. And then he was just like, well, I guess I'll go back to teaching uh, uh, phys ed and um, health at in middle school. And he, um, the reason I brought him okay. up. Okay. No, but that's weird because my health teacher was a, the gym slash football coach. Yeah, I think I think that's a, f- a fairly regular thing um, for uh, for uh, coaches. And oh, teachers. you teach football? You must know something about health. Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> but the reason I brought him up was like I I know how or I know the basics of like how a bypass surgery happens for a heart. Because I remember the way that he described it, mm. which was 
just like the interstates of a city where like in Columbus here, we have 270 that goes around the whole city and we have 71 going north and south and 70 going east and west. And if a semi is going through and they hear on the radio that there's a car accident on um, 71, then they'll just take 270 around. And that's basically what a bypass is. And he did it in a demonstration. Does it very, um, because, you know, I'm a visual learner. He like drew it out. And I was like, oh, that's how a bypass works. That makes a lot of sense. Right? And I was like, oh, that, that is a great way to explain how like heart bypass surgery works. And he was like, obviously there's a lot more veins and things that are in the heart but you get the gist and i was like i do get the gist (laughs) i i think i'm a medical doctor now i'm you know what i am ready to perform heart surgery (laughs) same sign me up i've got an n95 mask and everything um but no i i I think it's it's uh, again (laughs) we we went from (laughs) Talking about PCPs and stuff to education. (laughs) But I think this all comes back to, you know, understanding how and why our body works. That now that we're quote-unquote adults, like, we have to find the education and stuff ourselves. And a lot of that can be hard. Um, And I think uh, finding places like medical um, uh, websites and not, you know mom blogs or i shouldn't say just mom blogs blog blogs in general i'm attacking moms now um but (laughs) (laughs) coming after moms that's (laughs) and we've been canceled um but i think finding those resources that are um reliable and it's not like web web md and that sort of thing um to to know and to trust and that's one reason why having a pcp is so important is because if you don't understand something and like that's one reason i i was very i mean it took me it didn't take me a while to find a pcp but like when i had my first meeting with my pcp like it was a first visit and like an introductory visit and we had a longer meeting or conversation during the physical than one would normally have because we talked about Mm -hmm. like what i look for and (laughs) or what I'm looking for, which is someone that can answer my dumb questions when I have them. Because sometimes I will ask dumb questions like, is this normal for this to be happening or should I be worried? (laughs) (laughs) And luckily she and honestly the whole office I go to, so far I have not had any bad experiences with her office. And I think um, uh, that, that, that is just emblematic of, you know, finding the right place for you. Absolutely. Um, I think maybe we can bring up another one of the goals before moving on. Yeah. Um, there are so many on here. I feel, I feel kind of overwhelmed. I'm yeah, like, sorry. I don't feel like I'm achieving any of these goals. <laughs> I am unwell. Someone send help. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think, um, obviously you and I both are Mm non-drinkers, so we're crushing that one. 10 out of 10. (laughs) That's the (laughs) outlier, though. Like, if they were doing data points, they'd be like, we have to take that one out because... (laughs) Yeah, do you want to talk about the one above it, developing well-balanced and healthy eating habits? (laughs) Um, sure. (laughs) Because uh, one thing that, like... I got really good at doing when I was going into the office was meal prepping and every, Mm -hmm. um, you know, every Sunday night I would, I would meal prep for the week and I would have my lunch that I was taking because like I had a lunch pail and uh, a lunch pail, a lunch box, a lunch satchel, a lunch thing. (laughs) I don't know. know. Um, You're like, we're all of a sudden back in 1953. (laughs) I had my aluminum lunch pail and I had my peanut butter sandwich um but that being said like I I at least had always um two meals that I knew what I was going to do with every day Mm -hmm. because I had my breakfast that I I always basically eat the same thing um and then I had my lunch that was always prepped Well, like, since Mm -hmm. working at home, I'm like, why would I meal prep? (laughs) Because I'm at home and I can just make the things. But Mm -hmm. that being said, 
after doing this for, I mean, almost a year now, I realized that I heavily, I heavily need to meal prep. So I've gone back to meal prepping. Um, granted, okay. like the, the things I meal prep are not always the healthiest um, in terms of like, you know, having all the things, but it always has like protein and a vegetable. Um, it, I, I never have a fruit because the fruit I just eat fresh and I don't have to cook. Um, but I do those things. However, that being said, <laughs> there <laughs> are times and like throughout this whole quarantine and self self isolation, um, I have had too many times where I'm like, well, time to get Chipotle. <laughs> well, yeah. time to uh, order a pizza or well, <laughs> because it's just like, oh, it's easier. And like, because I don't have to mm-hmm. like, it's a reason for me to leave and get out of the house because I don't have it delivered uh, purposefully because I'm like, well, now I have to leave. Um, I, I mean, it's not, I don't know. I, I, uh, what about you, Carson? What, how, how are you doing in that, um, that respect? I think honestly, if I had to rate myself, I would give myself probably like a five out of 10 because like I'm trying, but let's be real. Like I could eat better and, uh, I, it could be better balanced. Uh, if I actually like looked at nutritional things rather than being like, well, that's a vegetable I'm covered. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to give myself a one out of 10. Oh, no. <laughs> um, last night for dinner, quote unquote dinner, I had um, yogurt and um, earlier in the evening, I had a package of um, like Ritz Bits peanut butter crackers. Um and that was my <laughs> dinner. Um, it's what's really hard is that it's like a vicious cycle because mm-hmm. I know that I need to know that I need to eat well to be able to have like energy to um, go out, go throughout the day, and like for my brain to be like firing on all cylinders so mm-hmm. that I can do well in law school and all of these you know, interconnected, interrelated things. But what happens is I get really caught up in law school stuff mm-hmm. um, or other life things, but it's usually law school. I blame everything on law school. That's fair. Um, <laughs> when you're in law school, you can blame everything on law school. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the only perk. The only perk. Damn it, I need to um, join law school. <laughs> <laughs> Join. I join. I just <laughs> like it's a cl- it's a club. I'm like, how much are the dues? I'll give you four dollars. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not actually going to school. I'm just in a club. It's called <laughs> law school. school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> I get really caught up in all of that, and then like don't have time and just them like, oh, like I'm going to bed in five minutes, but I haven't eaten anything in seven hours. <laughs> um, so I'll just like eat a yogurt that I have in my fridge mm-hmm. or something. Um, I tend to keep frozen meals in my freezer so that for, because of that, yeah. because I, I don't spend time on meal prep, I don't um, spend time like looking at recipes. Um, I I don't very I don't spend very much time like getting groceries or anything like that like um all of my time is again concentrated on law school um or keeping myself like emotionally stable during law school <laughs> <laughs> this is so depressing it's just turned into a law school um i feel like i feel like that keeping the frozen meals though is like mm -hmm. my closest thing to balance yeah um because it gives me some like nutrition and some you know meal value aside from like grabbing like a snack thing Mm -hmm. very quickly from my pantry or like a yogurt from the fridge or something um but i'm i'm trying to once I'm done with school, that's going to be something that I attack pretty heavily because I'm aware of it. 
Like, I know that it's something I struggle with, and I'm vegetarian, so it cuts a lot of um, options. options and um, protein out of my life, so I have to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I'm aware of, and I'm interested in, and I'm trying to learn more. And I do things like recipe. I've started uh, doing, my friends suggested a recipe exchange, which is like a cute, oh. fun thing for us to do. Um yeah, my, um, so that way we can, you know, try new meals because I do have that one meal that I cook. Yep. Um, if I cook a meal, you know, you know, because I shared it with you mm-hmm. and you also cook it. Yep. Um, it's basically just like a Chipotle bowl, yep. um, but I cook it like at home. Um, but aside from that, like it just is whatever I can grab. For me, it's all about convenience mm-hmm. and quick and um, so I try to keep fresh fruits and vegetables um, stocked, but sometimes that just means like a veggie tray, which I hate myself for buying because of like the waste in that. But at the same time, it's like if I'm going to get vegetables, like I know I'm not going to cut them up for myself. I can take the time to prep them. So I might as well just get a tray mm-hmm. that I'll I'll eat so that um, I actually am getting some nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I think that's all very fair because when I was in grad school, like the amount of me- the amount of frozen meals that I bought uh, at the store, and I would like buy stuff uh, like I was actually gonna make a meal and stuff, and all that would just end up being waste because I would end up eating the frozen meals because I was like, oh, I don't have time to cook. <laughs> right. So or like the energy if you do have oh, the yeah. time, it's like. Oh my god, I don't I just, like want to make a whole meal. <laughs> I would rather take a nap and eat a candy bar or a gr- granola bar. Um, no, I think I, I mean that's all fair. I, I moral of the story, I think with physical wellness, Carson. Um, what's your moral, or what are you striving for? If you had to choose one goal of the ten or so that I listed here. Um, which one do you want to focus on? If you want to focus on any of them. Or you can have your own goal separate from these. Um, but which one would you like to focus on oh, for 2020? Oh, thank so- you. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was realizing, I was like, you have to choose a goal or else. <laughs> but if you had to choose a goal um, to focus on in the next couple of weeks or so, uh, or or make up your own goal or have your own goal. like what? Or you don't have to have a goal. <laughs> but if you had to choose one, what would it be? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, Okay, so I already mentioned that I'm going to focus on the food after law school. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, what I'm working on in counseling is my physical appearance and my body Mm. and loving that um, basically like radical self-compassion, self-love, self-acceptance, because I'm not saying this doesn't happen to men, but from a an early age girls and young women and women are told like your body is not okay the way that it is and you need all these products to make it acceptable Mm. um and that's a really difficult message to um fight against Mm -hmm. um so that's the that's the thing that i'm working on right now good um I think that's a that's a good one to focus on, Carson. Um, since I'm ten out of ten on all I'm... of the goals, I, I don't have to focus on any. So <laughs> physical wellness, <laughs> ten out of ten, crushing it. You're doing, you are doing really well. You do well in physical wellness, I would say. Not in um, the winter. <laughs> oh, you still do well in physical wellness. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, the one that I'm really working on right now is engaging in regular movement to improve flexibility, strength, aerobic, uh, and cardiovascular health. I think the issue is I have um, the movements that, like, I always do. Like, I, playing tennis is nice because it's, a, a it's like, an all a, – a, a full-body experience, right? It's a full-body – but mm-hmm. it doesn't get certain muscle groups. It doesn't help with certain flexibility. And so I just, like, I want to be – um, you know, I want to be best for Melania. <laughs> <laughs> she's so done with this country. She's, so, she's like, I'm 
leaving. Um, Bye. <laughs> okay, Carson, are you ready to go walking and talking? Yeah, let's go. Perfect. What have you been reading, watching, listening to? Um, okay, so this week I would like to bring up that Shameless is back for its final season. Yeah. Um, do you watch Shameless? Um, I have watched the first six seasons. Okay, they're on like season 11. Yeah. I, I stopped <laughs> watching it for a while because of reasons. <laughs> okay. Um I won't I won't get into that. <laughs> um it's um a nice like I don't know when it even first came out, but sometimes they're just like those shows because it's like in its 11th season. I don't know that I particularly love it, mm-hmm. but I'm just like I attached to, wa- to the yeah. characters at this point and I'm just like okay, like I just want to finish the season with them like and finish the series. That's um fair. Um, so it's not like one of my favorite shows or anything, but it is one that, um, is there and available for, plus it's like, I get distraught when there's just like one season or two seasons of a show. Yeah. This one has 11. So enjoy your full binge of Shameless for (laughs) those of you that, um, have not yet watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, the only other thing I would like to mention is, do you know who Lori Hernandez is? I don't. I The name sounds familiar, but that doesn't mean that I actually know who it is. You would maybe recognize her. She was one of the um, brilliant Olympic athletes on the USA women's team. Yes. Um. And she's going out for the uh, Olympics again in in Tokyo this year. Uh, Tokyo, right? That's where they are. Correct. Okay. Um, so anyway, she's she's a gymnast, but she's also a singer. I've learned she's on TikTok, and I think she's released a song. But she has like regular TikTok lives where she like sings to the her followers or whatever. She's what? incredibly talented. Yeah, she's this very like talented young woman. Um, but she also wrote like a really beautiful song um, about wanting something more and something different from life, um, which is really interesting because a lot of people are like sit in their chairs during their work day um, and they're like, wow, if only I had like done more or tried harder or whatever, like I could have been a college athlete or an Olympic athlete Mm -hmm. or, you know, all these different things. Or like, what if I had taken singing lessons to be like a singer or, you know, all these. And she was, I mean, she was explaining, she's like, I know, like, I'm really grateful to have um, Olympic medals and to have the success that I have and to live the life that I live. And I don't necessarily regret it. It's just really strange to be where I am and see like my friends She's about 21 or 22, so her peers are starting to graduate college and get, like, you know, quote-unquote real jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's some of what she's seeing. And she's um, measuring her success against theirs and thinking that she's missing out on something, which is (laughs) wild. (laughs) Right. Not not crazy, because I think we all do that, you know. um, But I, I know what you're saying. Like, it just is... It's it's wild to think that someone who's an Olympic athlete could ever think, is there something more? Is there something different? Is there something better? Mm-hmm. But we're all human, and we literally all do that. So I just wanted to bring attention to that. And not to mention, like, the song itself is just very beautiful that she wrote. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing that, Carson. Yeah. Um, my things for walking and talking are not as good as yours <laughs> other than i i finished uh so i talked about the show misfits <laughs> last um last week which is kind of uh in line with shameless because i don't know if you knew that shameless was a knockoff of a uk version of shameless yeah, yeah. Um, we, we love to see it <laughs> yeah. we did that we did the office and misfits is a uk show which i finished 
the five seasons of. Um, but apparently there were talks about, of course, making a U.S. version of <laughs> Misfits. Um, now, it hasn't happened yet, um, which, good, because it, I, sometimes the U.S. versions of shows are good. I mean, see Shameless, see The Office. But then there are other ones um, that aren't. And I'm thinking of um, the one that I cannot remember, but it was a group of teens and it went through each of their lives. Oh my gosh, what what was it called? But they made it in a That sounds like every show yeah, I'm, ever. I'm literally just <laughs> describing. Um, but it was, it was, oh, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, I'll figure it out. If you know, tweet at us. Okay. Um, but it's like... <laughs> There's, there's a main character, there's a gay character, there's a woman, a girl, a boy. <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, the other thing that I watched was Like a Boss, which was the movie with Tiffany Haddish and Rose Brin, um, which I never knew that actress's name. <laughs> I've just seen her in like everything because she was in the foster uh care movie with mark Wahlberg. uh she played the wife um i never knew her name which i should have known because she's very good uh but i watched like a boss and this is the one with like selma hayek and like they own a company and like selma hayek buys it from them and all that whatever um it was not a it was not like a groundbreaking movie I, I, I like to say this about movies that I watch that I'm like, you know what? It was entertaining for 90 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Would I watch it again? Maybe, but like in the background. But like, it again, it was entertaining. There were funny parts. Um, what, what, should it win an award? No. But again, good movie. <laughs> what was what was the concept of the, the movie? Because Tiffany Haddish has had several movies right. released fairly recently so, so which her, one is her and her best friend um own a business together uh a uh makeup company um and they're not doing well but like they've been best friends all growing up they live together uh and then Selma Hayek comes and like buys the company but like uh or becomes a partner in their company to like make sure they stay afloat or whatever and that sort of thing uh, and then, like, hijinks ensues because, like, their friendship is tested and that sort of thing. It's kind of like they started oh. a podcast. <laughs> ah! Just kidding. Uh, Are we okay? <laughs> no, because we're not bosses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, that's basically it this week. This week has not been... Um, super uh, crazy because of other things going on. I was going to say I watched the news, but the last time I, I said that I got <laughs> laughed at. And oh my t- God, I'm a bully. And I got attacked. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh no. Uh, because that'll... No, please that... share. Please tell no. me you watched the news because no, I also watched the news. <laughs> it'll, it'll get to my, um, my yes bitch. But first, let's go to Oh No's. Do you have an Oh No this week, Carson? Oh, oh no. Um... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I want to share. You don't it or have not, to. Because it's, it just is. This is part of why I've been going through in counseling and working on um, accepting like my body because I have forehead wrinkles now, <laughs> and I'm really sad about it. And look, watch, see that. Oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> At least you only have a forehead. I have a twelve head. Hashtag balding. <laughs> oh no! We, we all have our crosses to bear. No, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, Carson. Um, yeah, I I'm not sure. Uh, I'm old. <laughs> we're both old. It's fine. Um, well, my oh no is uh, so in one of our earlier podcasts, Carson's vacuum broke. And she was able to fix it. My oh no is my vacuum broke and I was not able to fix it. Um, And I I mean, it was a very good vacuum. And I think, you know, I had vacuumed basically twice a week for three years. uh, The three years that I had the vacuum. This past year, I've been vacuuming three to four times a week. So I'm not surprised it broke. Um, Am I vacuuming too much? Possibly. But the fact that every time I vacuum... (laughs) Um, I mean, I emptied the canister twice every time I vacuumed in a less than a thousand square feet apartment because of my cat fur. So, like, I don't think it's 
it's I, I don't think I was overreacting on how much I was vacuuming, but my vacuum did overreact and overheated and the motor broke. <laughs> I love that we just had a funeral for your vacuum. <laughs> yes. God rest its soul. Um, anyway, let's go to Yes Bitches because uh, there's greatness to talk about. <laughs> yes! Um... Oh, does that mean, like, I'm supposed to share something happy? <laughs> I mean, I could start if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, you go. Okay, so mine was just that, basically, I, I didn't make a deal with my boss, but, like, I, we basically had an understanding that starting at, like, 11 a.m. on Wednesday, I wouldn't be working anymore, and, like, neither would most people uh, in our office because of the inauguration, which just means that I got to see, like, everyone walk in, and I got to see... Um, the whole thing and got to just like experience it and watch it and um, that was just a great um, day of uh, inaugurating and stuff and um, <laughs> I, I just the, the memes that have come after it have been great uh, Lady Gaga's giant bird thing was great her giving like a side uh, Lady, Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga Lady um, Gaga giving um Mike Pencilow's side eye, but also like just like thanking Michelle Obama for just being there was my one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was great. Garth Brooks was um, present. Um, Average. <laughs> he, he was like I got Garth Brooks was wearing jeans. <laughs> he, he was wearing jeans. Um, he was a little pitchy. It's fine. It, it looked cold. I'm not saying that I could have sang Amazing Grace better on national television. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, it was, it was great. Carson? No, um, I think going off of that, I'm just going to say like, why not? My Yas bitches for the week is going to be the inauguration. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people have been waiting a long time for this. And I know a lot of people had this like, um, more emotional reaction than they were expecting Mm -hmm. um so it's a really important day for a large portion of the country um and it was just a nice um even though it was very different than what like it it typically is or what it actually what it ever has been since you know 45 was not there um Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um it was still a very um, dignified ceremony, and I can't express enough how important it was to see Kamala Harris sworn into one of the most powerful seats in the world. Um, and just for you know for little black and brown kids i think that was really important to see um but even like myself as like a 27 year old woman i was just like i i don't even have enough words to explain like how important it was for me to see that i literally have a picture of um going back to like state politics nancy hollister who was the only um, temporary female governor of Ohio. We, we need women in office, we need representation, and it just was so important for me and many people um, to see that. And so that was absolutely the highlight of my week. Nice. Um, and would you like to share our associate for the week? Yeah, so I think it goes without saying that it's Miss Amanda Gorman, who was the youth nas- National Youth Laureate poet who um, performed at the inauguration, and she completely stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she was phenomenal in the way that she delivered her poem. What she wrote was incredibly moving and powerful and meaningful and the ability to take it in 
So I think when you write a poem, it's really fascinating for people to be able to um, take in what you're saying, like as you're speaking it. There are two different kinds of like interpretation, I think, like listening to it be spoken, especially from the author, but then also like reading it afterward. And she wrote it in such a way that it just like was so emotional for so many people um, and so easily understood that um, I just think that that's why there was such a strong reaction to what she had to say um, beyond it being like phenomenal. And I want to mention too that like um, she had a speech impediment Mm -hmm. up until like two or three years ago where she couldn't say the letter R Um, and and, you know her poem has the letter R in it several times Um, but I think that that was just uh, there was a really cool connection in my mind where you see someone who had uh, a speech impediment performing the poem you had someone who had a speech impediment who got elected to president of the United States. Um, And just seeing that acceptance and inclusivity and belonging and community and love on display for our country um, is just amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Carson, for sharing about Amanda Gorman. Uh, with that, everyone, we will just remind you to subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple Podcast Store. And have a good week. Bye.